nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword, passport. Time to get the yard ready for summer? Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores has the Scott's fertilizer you need, the seed and the mulch, and this GL podcast number 592 is 4521, April 5th, 21, brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. The record high on this day was 80 in 1991. Apparently we're, we're heading uh, maybe for an 80 today. It was as chilly as 12 degrees in 1979. Minnetonka ice out on this day in 1895, Ooh. 1896, okay. 1930. Uh, oddly enough, no uh, ice outs for White Bear Lake. And uh, because Lake Vermilion was sent to me, the, the data, and I love perusing it, the earliest ice out I can find on Lake Vermilion was 19... 19- 39, 1939, April 14th. So uh, nothing's changed in our lifetime. And Bill Stein notes, Cedar Lake went out Easter night. Uh, Lard and the rest of the pus chain went out on Good Friday. <laughs> a friend of mine sent me a 40-year study of ice out dates for Serpent Lake in Crosby. I know oh. that lake. Uh, it, like your other studies, shows no signs of global warming. Thank you. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Do you have the groin uh, kick sounder ready, son? Uh, I do, but I do need to fade out the... Uh, give me a second here so we can fade out the uh, theme. I'm not ready for it yet. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yes, I will I will have it ready. We. Uh, this is a retro uh, groin kick. I uh, I neglected to give... Sean Till Allen, the St. Paul school board member who raised a phony ruckus at the Benihaha, Benihana restaurant mm-hmm. in Golden Valley last week, uh, claims discrimination and just behaved poorly and just a creep. And I, uh, I, I neglected. I apologize. She does deserve a groin kick. All uh, right. Yeah. And I thought maybe you'd have it ready. I'm still, uh, I don't know where Reavers has it, so I didn't, I didn't know you wanted it like seven seconds into the broadcast. All right. Let me uh, continue to speak. Okay. <laughs> well, you uh, you find that. Yep. You moron. Tell us, again, tell us again, Joe, what she did to what uh, she garner the security. Who is this lady again? I mean, this was a woman who, with three friends, went for her birthday dinner a week ago tonight to uh, Benihana, a Japanese hibachi grill in Golden Valley. And uh, they they uh, Raised uh, the demanded rocks. that their table be wiped down. Uh, and for some reason, it's the only thing I haven't been able to nail down. I've called the restaurant manager. He's not returned my call because I think this is a very important story, and I'll tell you why in a moment. 
For some reason, they were offered instead a fresher table, presumably a cleaner table. And this is when this Chantil Allen, who's a, a, a two blank words I can't say, she said, uh, oh, no, that's discrimination. You're discriminating against me because I'm black. Well, and then she put the call out on her social media platforms to come down to the restaurant and, and join her. Uh, in a protest, and what are they protesting? Uh, the uh, the important national movement for cleaner restaurant tables. What what support did she need? She's uh, she was uh, everything I've looked at. I cannot I cannot find any evidence that this woman uh, had a legitimate beef with anybody. And then she even ridiculed the Asian server and accused the Asian server of going white, of going white on her. That whatever the hell that means. This Chantil Allen is so steeped in, uh, you know, failed academy BS yeah. that uh, yeah. that I can't keep track of it all. I can't. Well, I can't a, follow it all. That's a critical race theory uh, mantra, Such yeah. that if you're white, you're racist, no matter right. what. Well, and even and if, if you're, you're Asian, white, apparently you're you're right, racist if you right. act white. But what right. was acting white right. about offering to take you to a fresher table? I, I don't understand any of it. The point being. That it is not understandable because it's all, it's all fiction. It's all, it was almost as, not almost, I'm going to submit to you that they went there specifically to cause a problem. Well, uh, I might part with you there, but I took away from the reading of the item that she's probably one of those people that conveniently finds an issue with every single restaurant she goes into in order to get some sort of discount. I know people, <laughs> I know people like that, that it, no matter where they go, they always find an issue, and then they're you know given a discount or a free meal or a coupon or something. Well, her group's tab was picked up by Benny Hanna. Well, her group's tab them. was picked up. But she she's won. a. This is a despicable behavior for a. And the, the reason it's important, you just tell me when. Rook. I'm ready. Well, let's give her a groin kick. That deserves this. She should have got that last Wednesday. I <laughs> one more, and this is for last week. You turn around and give her the heel kick too. After you do the forward kick, give her yeah. the backwards. Kick. Yeah, she's. I think she's. She's stunned. Ow. She's stunned. Ooh. Her her lack, as a public official, uh, her lack of optic awareness, given the times we're in, is extraordinary. And by that I mean, aren't things bad enough right now? Yeah. You've, you've, you've got a trial that you can't walk past a television in the Twin Cities without seeing the trauma of another witness and uh, the, the, the trauma of a video that keeps playing on a loop. And... Things are very, very bad right now. They're very precarious. And, and, and for this fraud uh, to uh, introduce her own sense of need at, at a time when when there are people truly suffering uh, in the Twin Cities, uh, I just find uh, extraordinarily disappointing. And I, I have no idea how this nutcase got to be a school board member, but that tells you all you need to know about right. schools. Uh, good luck, kids, with your education in St. Paul. If the, she, of course, describes herself as a community activist, and uh, she apparently has quite a few followers. Now, hundreds of people have commented on this story in the Pioneer Press. Oh, what, uh, how's it going? What's the gist? The gist is that I can't find one comment in her favor. 
that people okay. are seeing through this BS. People saw okay. through it right away. That's what I want to bring up. And I know you're not on social media, but I have been noticing a trend here in the last week or so on mm. social media where both sides of the aisle are saying, hey, we're getting along pretty good out here. And this divisiveness or divisiveness that, that is being pushed and foisted upon us is coming from certain politicians and the media who like to benefit on this, this kind of bloodlust that they have for division. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the lot of us, we're doing okay, and we're mm-hmm. getting, getting along just fine. Uh, and, 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 and the comments were fairly civil. She wasn't ridiculed nearly to the extent where I would have. And, and, uh, but people are seeing through this. Really, lady, yeah. in a time like this, you're going to pull this stunt. You're, you're despicable. You're cowardly and you're despicable and... Uh, it's not a really big torch to pick up and run with at this juncture. No, no. That you were, you were miffed. Anyway, I just wanted to get it out of the way that she deserved a uh, retro, a retro groin kick. Uh, our friend uh, Carrie Clatt said, yeah. uh, said, first off, Happy Easter. My husband and I watched Field of Dreams last night. She dated this today. And it got me thinking. Mm. Shoeless Joe Jackson was uh, eventually banned from baseball because of his involvement in the 1919 World Series. So what else was happening in our country that year? Here are some of the highlights. The Spanish flu was in its second year, killing about 670,000 people in the U.S. and about 50 million people worldwide. Prohibition was ratified. World War I was coming to a close with the Treaty of Versailles in June, in June of 1919. Race riots broke out that summer in Chicago, Washington, D.C., and in the South, and there were murders, shootings, beatings, and arson attacks. In October, we have the Black Sox scandal. And to cap off the year, Babe Ruth was sold by the Red Sox to the Yankees for $100,000. Why do I tell you all of this? It's a scouting report, so to speak. If you look at life in 1919 and life in 2021, it doesn't look all that different, does it? We're dealing with similar problems today. That's why it's important to learn history then. You know what to expect. You know what pitch is coming. You know how to handle curveballs. It's easy to get depressed about the current state of our country, but it helps to know that we've played this game before, and maybe, just maybe, one day we'll get it right. And that's why we can't erase or edit our history. We have to know our opponent Sorry, this took so long. I didn't know Field of Dreams could make me think this much. Good luck, <laughs> Carrie Moran. I, I, I love that thinking. That's 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 wonderful. Uh, she was talking about baseball. I uh, I'm really struggling with the with with the game. I'm I'm struggling with the the mindset that is. T- Josh Donaldson didn't make it past his first at bat of the season and went out with the pulled hamstring. Uh, yesterday, after, after all that training, uh, in spring training, uh, practice, stretching, all that kind of stuff. Yesterday, I looked down and looked up and blinked, and Byron Buxton was out of the game. Gone. Only to learn today that there was nothing wrong with him except he felt sick. Mm. Uh, these guys are too damn delicate. I, I don't know why. I suppose I should say, uh, you know, if you're feeling sick, I guess that's something to consider. And if Josh Donaldson can't run, I guess that's obviously something to consider. But my God, uh, the old uh, uh, lick the leather glove and tough it out days are gone, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they, they these are. guys do not want to uh, uh, 
extend themselves uh, and 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 uh, then on a larger scale. Aren't their contracts guaranteed though? Yeah. Well then, what's what's the what's the point if you signed a five year deal worth a hundred million dollars? If you if you get injured, I, I, I guess I don't know the overcost. I don't understand I don't the know what you're, I don't know what point you're trying to make. Who was the hockey player, high school hockey player, over the weekend that broke two skates, went off, had him oh, skate was back great. out, kept uh-huh. kept skating? But uh, my question about the twins: Didn't Rocco pull somebody in the sixth that was throwing a shutout? Is that true? That may may have been. Was it Pineda? Don't Michael no, Pineda I heard this yesterday. third hand and did not see the. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's just me yelling, "Get off my lawn!" I mean, Byron, really, you're a hell of a player, but you are faint. You are so delicate. And Donaldson, uh, he this could prove to be a huge bust signing him to that amount of money because he he can't keep his muscular skeletal body together. Uh, the, you know, I. I don't know what to say. I have no idea. Now, how so, about uh, yeah? Is that the club um, protecting their investment, or is that the player protecting his brand? Which is it? Hmm. So that's a little bit of both. But I think this Rocco Baldelli is a is a uh, well. He's a, a he's a young he's, kid. You know, well, he's a think. cupcake. He's just a cupcake. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you say well, to him, "Geez, I don't feel good." He'll say, "Oh, well, let, let me sit you down. Sit down. Let me get you a pillow." Well, this is. This is the new baseball. Yeah. I mean, hey, lick your glove, doing. grab a stick, go bite on it at the end of the uh, bench, and get out there when it's your turn to go. <laughs> Did any of you bother to read the actual Georgia voting law that is causing such a backlash in this country? I did not. But I boy, followed the story but didn't read the law. A, yeah, it is causing a stink. Woo. Baseball now has taken the All-Star game out of Atlanta. That'll cost the state of Georgia $100 million. And uh, I personally would want sports to stay out of politics. That door has already closed. That's too late. We're we're long since past that time. The uh, It's hard for me to read the law and say that it specifically attempts to suppress votes. What it attempts to do is get a handle on everything we've ever talked about. Why is voting take so long? Why why do you start two months ahead? Why do you get it a month? It, right. it, it just all these things they tightened up. This was this is automatically construed to be racist. It's automatically construed to make it more difficult for uh, black voters to vote. But when you break it down, uh, you get a no-question-asked mail-in ballot. You don't have that in Biden's home state of Delaware. You uh, you have earlier voting than the state of New York. Uh, Sundays, uh, uh, historically, black churchgoers have loved to do some of their politicking and voting on Sundays. Those days have been preserved. Uh, so everybody seems to be making a big deal out of the fact that, well, part of the law is you can't provide any food or water to anyone waiting in line. And this is construed to be, well, you're purposely going to deny a black voter a bottle of water. That's not what it is at all. It's just an effort to tighten up the groups that show up on voting lines and attempt to proselytize them. 
and to keep the food, you know, you no. Then they made a provision for no. Here's where the water can be, but these groups can't bring it in. Uh, all of to me that was understandable, but there's an overriding dynamic. Uh, because if I'm wrong, I apologize. If this is if this is an attempt by evil white Republicans to suppress the black vote specifically, then I apologize. I, I, I see it just through a little bit of a different lens. And the lens is this. And we've talked about this before. Why is it, why is it assumed by the left that blacks have so much trouble voting? To me, it's an example of the left making blacks Less than. Oh, we can't expect you to stand in line. We can't expect you to bring your own bottle of water. We can't expect you to uh, get up early and go vote on a Sunday or whatever. Why is this? Why this condescension? Why can't a black voter be as responsible as a white voter? Because of course they can be. I, I and I, and I'm sorry, but all blacks, whites, purple, green, and gray are smart enough to realize that if I'm going to be in the Georgia sun in line for an hour voting, I'm going to bring my own water. Water is available. Well, just the uh, if I'm missing something, if I, water doesn't. I, I thought it was an ID thing, Joe. Yep. Okay. Um, all whites and blacks and green, don't we all have IDs? We have yep. a driver's license or a passport or a, a, a state-issued ID. The left will demand that you have a vaccination card to do anything in this country, but they sure as hell won't demand that you identify yourself to vote. Oh, oh, nice. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Major League Sports and Baseball, they'll do business with Cuba, dictators, murdering dictators in Cuba and China. But, oh, Georgia is suddenly the uh, the, the most vile uh, human rights violator in the country or in the world is Georgia. Uh, the masters will hold uh, will hold firm. They're not moving the masters, uh, although <laughs> they've, been they've been pressured to. They've been pressured to. Iron my shirt. That begins this week. <laughs> Iron my shirt. Make my dinner. Uh, but gee whiz, uh, it's just a shame that, uh, you know, Coca-Cola now and Delta and, and, uh, and many other companies will, they will have to continue catering and catering and caving and caving and caving to the woke. And it's, it, it's so wokeness will be effectively the point of law. Wokeness will replace legislation. Yeah, Major well, League Baseball. Winning. Huh? Yeah. They're winning. Major, yeah. Major League Baseball is essentially, uh, uh, said to the state of Georgia, we don't like the legislation you passed, so we're gone. Okay. Okay. No, I, no. in my mind, Major League Baseball is saying, uh, we'll do whatever you tell us to do, woke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, it, it's not them putting down their foot and standing for so, uh, something. It's them covering their ass. Mm -hmm. You know, and we had a nice long conversation with the Reverend Timothy uh, Christopher about this. And he, we, we part company on this, um, especially with the ID thing, mm -hmm. if I remember right. He, he said that is an issue in his community. I, I, because it's too hard for some people to have an ID? I, I, I gather, yeah. And I think if I read his tweets correctly, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he was okay with baseball pulling out of there.
And I don't want to be seen or heard as a fan of voter suppression. I, of course, am not. Goodness, no. No, that, not it, it's not about that. But it's I'm, not I'm, about that. But, but what's happened is that, you know, not entirely unreasonable legislation has been uh, distorted to the point where it's just assumed that a bunch of white Republicans uh, with evil intent have made it virtually impossible for black people to vote in Georgia. B.S. That's right, just B.S. Right. I, I, I completely disagree, especially after this election when everyone, when every Democrat was so anti-President Trump that they came out in droves and they won the election. So the word is out. This is not a difficult thing every four years. So did a lot of Republicans for that. Yes, uh, but I'm just, you know, no, they can't say they were they were stifled. They came out in mass, which is great. I don't care who you vote for. Just vote. It's stories like these, and I don't put a lot of stock in these stories because I can't trace down the facts of them. But the roommate has one of her many sisters has a buddy. He showed up on election day to vote, and it was discovered that he already voted when, in fact, he hadn't voted. And so he wasn't allowed to vote that day, and he's still in negotiations with the government or whoever to get this all straightened out so he can vote in the future. But it's things wow. like that. And okay, I wouldn't that's have even a brought it up. I wouldn't even have brought it up if, if I didn't know the person in question. But but it's things like that that we're we're seeking to prevent. That's That's why I like the ID thing. No American just, convention has been more, what's the word I want, been more tinkered with, with, tinkered yeah. with than voted. Yep, yep. It's yep. become a big, big mess. This, this once charming uh, civic obligation to vote on the actual day of voting, and it was a big deal to exercise your franchise, that is gone now. Okay, yep. the, the, I have a cool logistics question. In uh, Fulton County, why are there these massive lines? It, where I have always been, it's been a, a church that's close by. It's been a school that's close by. It's been an auditorium, and they're they're plotted, they're plotted or marked every in every neighborhood. Rookie, mm-hmm. why to, have to, I, in all my history in Minneapolis and South Minneapolis? Why did I never vote in the same place two elections in a row? Drove me crazy. It's a church this year. It's a school this year. Uh, this year it's the park across the street from your house. And on and on and on. And what, what you're referring to strikes a, a, a chord with me because isn't it Texas that has shut down a bunch of polling places? Yes. And they are in black uh, residential areas? And what's the explanation for that? I think well, that's something no. worth looking into and getting to the bottom of. That should not stand. Right, that's absolutely not. Right. No, and because they have a, a, a Catholic church, a synagogue, a, a Baptist church Baptist, everywhere. Wherever, Boom, go down yes. to the basement uh, where you, uh, you're in that neighborhood. That's where you vote. And it's... Uh, yeah. Two thousand people, possibly. You know, and that's yeah, more, more polling places. And the one idea that uh, the Reverend Christopher did have, and I can't remember how you guys reacted, but I thought it was wonderful. Day off, national mm-hmm. day off, especially during presidential elections. No excuses. No reason to stand in line till 
nine ten o'clock or after the polls are closed. Day off, mm-hmm. everybody votes. I don't think that's a bad idea. I'd be even though, that. even though it should be unnecessary, because you know what, my employers all say go to vote, and uh, it's okay if you're an hour late. You can come to work after you vote, or you can leave early to vote, and it's. Yeah. It's, again, as Joe said, they've made something so simple very complex. You know, there's only one thing wrong with that Grundhofer's Easter ham. Have nothing. I have consumed at least oh. 15 gallons of water. Consumption. Since, since we had the Consumption is a problem. You have, you should, that should be a, a forewarning for you every time you mention that double smoked ham. Oh my that word. You're going to eat too much of it and you're going to be consuming water left and right. I hope you all enjoyed your Easter meal and I hope you enjoyed it, uh, with Grunhoffers on your table. You know Grunhoffers. It's the old fashioned meats in Hugo at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61 with the meatloaf and the brats and the burgers and the steaks and the ham and the bacon and the seasoning and the jerky. <laughs> all of it just fantastic stuff. Look at the look at the weather we're going into now. Yeah. It's just it's grilling central from now until the snow flies next year. And uh forget nobody... just grilling, Joe. Yeah. So many garage logicians own smokers. That's and you right. can get a full rack of ribs up there at Grunhofer's and then just smoke that baby in the back yard and they will be oh they'll be falling off the bone from grunhoffers mm-hmm. i can't wait mm-hmm. can't wait it's grunhoffers old-fashioned meats it's right on the north end of hugo on highway 61 where else and uh it's gl's meatertainment man it's a meat emporium and you're gonna love every moment of it GLers, it's Reavers here once again for our friends at Harmony Spirits, located in beautiful Harmony, Minnesota. First of all, if you haven't tried the Barrel Strength Bourbon, you need to get yourself in touch with one of these bottles because it's the best bourbon I've ever had personally. But also they make a full line, vodka, gin, rum, all sorts of stuff is available for you uh, through our friends at Harmony Spirits. But please go into your local liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. That's going to help their distribution and help continue to grow the brand of Harmony Spirits. But also, don't forget to sign up for that monthly newsletter. It's absolutely free. tells you about all the comings and goings of Harmony Spirits. And it also gets you the chance to win a free bottle of Harmony Spirits just by signing up for that monthly newsletter. Also, take a look at their Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter, because they're going to start posting upcoming events and tastings but also if you're in the market and in the area stop in at that tasting room in harmony minnesota and please let jim and the crew know that you heard about them right here on the garage logic podcast here we go come on easter brunch it makes him uneasy he's joe Souchere. I don't like brunches. No, you don't. I went down to the old, my first endorsement ever, Tanucci's in Newport for uh, Easter brunch with my dad and my uh, daughter. And uh, they're still they're still moving some product down there. It was almost uh, at 75% capacity, and uh, the Tanucci family sends their highest regards to Garage Logic. You know what the, the best dessert for an Easter brunch is? A good cigar. Uh, It's the only way to make a great day even better. And Sony Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, that is the place for us GLers to stock up. When you buy... Uh, when you go to Sodi's to buy those uh, cigars, you're going to find out it's not just walking in and getting some cigars and splitting. 
it's an experience. Uh, it's a really a truly an experience. A great shop, huge humidor, stocked with everything you need, but nothing compares to the smoking lounge. Sit down a spell. Hang out with us for a while. It's separated from the purchasing area. State-of-the-art ventilation system. So you can go on in, smoke a cigar, and then walk out without carrying that smell all over town and back home with you. The guys at Sodi's, they have all the knowledge you need to pick out exactly what's going to work for you, even if you're brand new to the sport of cigar smoking. Uh, You know, if you're just picking something out for a party or whatever. But if you're an old pro... Why aren't you in the Sodi's Club yet? It's a special membership where you actually get a cigar locker in the store and 15% discount on all merchandise. They're located right off 36 on Osgood. Uh, that's over in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and they're right there on the right. You can also find them at Sodi'sCigars.com. And when you stroll in, please tell them that the dummies at Garage Logic Podcast sent you. Mm-hmm. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg was seen riding a bicycle with multiple SUVs in tow on his way to a cabinet meeting Thursday, last Thursday, in what appears to have been an attempt <laughs> at an environmentalist photo op. Oh, precious. The secretary, who has been leading the charge in the Biden administration's effort to battle climate change, boom, pow. Yeah, fight it. (laughs) Likely wanted to showcase his efforts to arrive at the White House meeting in a climate-friendly way. Only he was caught by CNN reporter DJ Judd unloading the bike from, guess what they said here, a gas-guzzling SUV. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that Yukon or that uh, Nolly that they have is really just, it doesn't sip. It's probably not even electric. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg biked to the White House. For today's cabinet meeting, it would appear, wrote Judd, who covered Buttigieg in Iowa and Georgia during the Democratic uh, primary. A longer version of the video posted by WFMZ-TV clearly shows security personnel unloading the bike off a bike rack situated in the back of the SUV. After that, the former Democratic presidential candidate mounts the bike and appears to wait until several security agents' SUVs are ready to escort him. And then he takes off with the vehicles following closely behind. Uh, And as Jordy notes, the uh, definition of political correctness, the inability to state the truth about that which is patently obvious. Why, why, Why do you have to be a jerk? I mean, why? either don't take the bike to a cabinet meeting... Yeah. Or take a bike to the cabinet meeting. Right. At least John Kerry has the, I don't know, what is it? I was going to say good sense. That's not right. The balls, no. maybe? The chutzpah? Uh, to just, yeah, yeah, chutzpah. That's a really good word to say, you know what? I'm flying. Yeah. Because I'm very important because I have to race around the world to save <laughs> the yes, earth. Because I am saving the earth. But what, isn't it amazing how many people are willing to just lose the sense of themselves? Yeah. To just just to lose the sense of their own integrity? I mean, yeah. it's no big deal. This probably happens every day in Washington, D.C. But Budovich struck me as kind of a sensible young guy. Wouldn't, yeah. he, say, yeah. wouldn't he say, you know what? It's all BS if I am going to ride a bike to a cabinet meeting. Who am I kidding? Four I'm blocks? Gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to ride my bike to a cabinet meeting. Right. Or in the event that he does, then do it. Leave your house on the damn bike. I suppose I suppose as a cabinet member, 
uh, he's entitled to some certain level of protection, right? So I suppose. Sure. He, so yeah, I suppose so they were with him, right? Yeah. You know, instead of twelve SUVs, maybe the transportation guy only gets three. And so there they go with him. Uh, just don't be a phony. Right. You don't know, be a phony. How, how far away was he when he unloaded the bike from the SUV? It doesn't say because reporting isn't what he used to Two be. Two blocks, I bet. That'd be, that'd be fun to know that. I think I might be able to find it. But because if you, people, people will rush to, I'm sorry, Matt, yeah. people will rush to his defense by saying, well, I do that all the time. I load up my bicycle, I go down to the parkway, I pull over, and then I ride the parkway. You know, so I, I can see his defenders coming out of the woodwork. But you have to know in this day and age, if you pull a stunt like that and you're not true, you're not truly driving from home or from the office to do that, it's going to be a gotcha moment. There's so yeah, well, everybody's Gary watching. Hart, I keep bringing him up. He changed everything. Gary Hart challenged the press to, you know, catch me. So they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, gotcha. See, look at this. Yeah. You find uh, you bear with me. I'm still trying to okay. find this. I'm wondering uh, if, uh, while you're looking for it, if you saw the editorial in the Star Tribune today um, by a guy named John M. Crisp of Tribune News Services saying, is the long battle over climate change lost? Did you oh, have to saw see that, that, I saw that. I editorial? Saw that. Yeah. Boy, is this guy precious. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, in, in searching for uh, the distance Pete Buttigieg was a phony, I came across this. After a Portland high school underwent a name change in January, during to the pro- during in January due to problematic racial history of its original namesake, sake, former President Woodrow Wilson, district officials now find themselves in quandary over finalizing the school's mascot due to concerns over possible lynching connotations. The mascot in question, evergreen trees. The school's current mascot is the Trojans, but a committee consisting of students, staff, and community members arrived at the Evergreens as a new mascot of what's now called Ida B. Wells-Barnett High School. This is according to the Portland Tribune. And uh, uh, they have a tree as the, uh, no. as the uh, mascot. Uh, well, nobody was hung from Evergreens. Um, right. But- uh, An evergreen does not connote toughness or victory or pride. It's just kind of there. It's a non-action figure. I mean, even the guy, the, the whatever it is that represents uh, the wild, nerdy, whatever, the, yeah, whatever that nerdy, is. Nerdy, yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> At least it has a heartbeat. It's a, it's a nerdy. <laughs> Evergreens are characterized by the life-giving force of their foliage, the strengths of their massive trunk, and the depth of their roots. In an individual tree and as a forest of trees, Ellen Watmore, a teacher at the high school and mascot committee member, read from a resolution. They provide shelter and sustenance. They have histories that preclude us and will continue in perpetuity after we are no more. But the outlet said, the Portland Tribune, said that just prior to last Tuesday's vote by the Portland Public Schools Board of Education to approve the new mascot, a mascot is a tree, remember, Director Michelle DePass <laughs> shared the community concerns that Evergreens could connote lynching, particularly oh, no, since no. new namesake Wells-Barnett was a black activist and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who wrote about and spoke against lynching. What have I told you? What have I told you? Wow. We are surrounded by insanity. Yep. Yeah. Samer. That is they, insanity. Samer theory. Samer. They can find uh, evil in 
every little in, innocuous thing. Amazing. I'm assuming this is, you didn't say, I'm assuming this is Portland, Oregon, correct? Yeah. It, and isn't it ironic that the Evergreen is also the, uh, it, it was ground zero for the woke movement. Yes. Uh, which started just a few years ago with Brett and Heather. I'm wondering if there was any concern with the imagery there and using a tree as our mascot to pass as the <laughs> renamed green tree. mascot committee. I think everyone comes with blind spots, and I think that that might have really been a big blind spot. School principal <laughs> Philip Heuristic told the board that we take this seriously, and I definitely want to follow that commitment to protect, preserve, and promote the legacy of Ida B. Wells, adding that the committee hadn't spoken to the Wells-Barnett family, specifically about the mascot. The focus and opportunity was really to marry this sentiment that we heard from a lot of our stakeholders <laughs> during our oh. naming process. Just oh. foghorn this whole thing, Rook, which oh. was a desire for a local connection. <clears throat> Hysteric said, according to the Tribune, Ida B. Wells was somebody who stood uh, strong and proud against the Woodrow, against Wood, what Woodrow Wilson and many others promoted. Uh, so now the whole thing is on hold. They're, uh, they're they're unclear as to whether they can go forward with an evergreen tree as their mascot. This is insanity. <laughs> I mean, process that. I picture an evergreen tree, a little skinny at the top. It fattens out, and then there's there's no branches. The fact that it's, you can't process it is my is my proof that it's insanity. This is too is this, this is too insane. Is it power washing? Is that the term you came up with? Because yeah. it's just as ludicrous as the guy seeing the steps being power washed and somehow uh, attributed that to racism. Well, we're power washing a tree. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it would have to be a tree, a, a hardwood tree with a branch and a rope hanging from it for me to even. Now that think would that. okay. Now that now you that, then I would be a little bit closer. Yes. Now I would look at that and go. Racist. That's not good. We got to get rid of that. Not a <laughs> Christmas tree. tree. No. You know what? Right. Christmas. Christmas. You're right. You know what? It is power washing. The the left turns everything they touch into yeah. darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Into darkness. Yeah. An evergreen tree. It has never. It, this passes the power washing test. It has never occurred to a rational human being to look at an evergreen tree. I have many in my yard. Mm -hmm. To look at an evergreen tree and think, hanging. That's no. never occurred. No. Never. never. <laughs> oh, my word. That's quite the a stretch. Left, the left turns stretch. everything dark. God, they God, hate people. Oh, they hate themselves, Joe. They what must hate themselves. It's a miserable existence. There is no good in the world except for the good they do. I've given up on finding out how far Buttigieg was from the yeah, White House. Not you know it was three blocks. You know It'll it. be explained away no matter what. There's a There's a good, solid explanation. Well, the other irony there is that I think he's a, a fit guy. He's an athlete. And, and to just to play this game is so silly. Third rail. Third it's rail. Third rail, man. Hey, haul my bike over. I'll stop three blocks away, and we'll make it look like I'm huffing and puffing my way to a cabinet meeting because I'm fighting to change the world. Mm -hmm. Pow! Bam! Mm -hmm. Zap! Whammo! Whoa! Wham! Zowie! Was it just changing a the world. Was it just a regular bike, or was it? Uh, it wasn't one of those e-bikes, was it? 
Wouldn't that be something if it was an EcoFund e-bike? Oh, well, I I, that would change your tune, would You got it? potential. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, well, if it was Secretary. an EcoFund, no. If it was an EcoFund e-bike, he would not have needed any assistance. Oh, they come with their own electrical home. assistance. That's true. You could have ridden it from home and not even worked up a lather. Mm. How do you like that? I know exactly what you're saying. Go flying along in his little sport coat with his tie flapping <laughs> in the wind. <laughs> briefcase hanging over the handlebar. And, and he could go screaming right up to the lighthouse gates. And those little dinger bells. Ding, 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 I'm here. Briefcase. He probably just has a backpack. Yeah, he had a backpack. And, and he got that EcoBike. He got that at EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Uh, where you should also. They're not open today. Get there tomorrow. That's all right. Take week. Monday off. Yeah, and, and man, alive, they've got the inventory. Oh, I just had a note from a guy who came down from Alexandria again. Remember the guy who came down from Alex and he yeah. stopped at, yeah. at EcoFun? He yeah. had the speedometer put on. Uh, right. He came back because he bought that for his wife, thinking he could keep up with his wife on his regular bike. He couldn't. So he came back just last Friday and got another... Uh, been telly to take back to Alexandria. Nice. So he and the wife can uh, both ride the same bikes and keep up with each other. Uh, it's really a fun product. So are the scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. The full line of Yamaha products, the youth recreational equipment, that wide variety of electric assist bikes, uh, helmets, apparel, great service department. Man, I you know what? I'm, I'm dilly-dallying. i got to get a hold of uh, Tim and get my scooter back here. I had a scooter day yesterday that I missed because my, my uh, scooter was taken care of by right. fun all winter and uh, kept in storage and serviced and that was a time smart for move. me to get it back. So smart I'll move. be in contact with EcoFun Motorsports. It's in Forest Lake, right in downtown Forest Lake on our Highway of Love 61. When the levy breaks, he'll have nowhere to go. He's Joe Suchere. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, guys, what do you want to hear about my awesome weekend with uh, numerous um, fossil fuel-powered machines or the huge, huge error I might have made? Oh, oh, error, uh, error, error, error. I like it when you screw up. Okay. So I feel better. Week, <laughs> about myself. Last week. I realized that um, the only person on the crew here who hasn't signed up for uh, lawn care. Oh no! For, 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 for <laughs> I have for fertilizer, for fertilizer and weed killer, and the whole summer program for professionalturf.com. The only person that hadn't done it was Roycey. So I took the I took the I took the ball in my own hands and I signed Roycey up. Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, without, without the you know how they come out and they actually walk your lawn to yeah, give you the estimate right. and then they leave the estimate in your mailbox. I told them skip all that. I know what I want. Just come out and start giving me service. And I, I and then they're just going to send them bills. And I know how Pat works. He'll be like, oh, what's this? And he'll just write a check and get rid of it. Right. It's, it's not a, a huge amount. 
you know, it, it, it's it's an amount where Royce would say, yeah, whatever, just write him a check, get him off my yep. back. And they don't do any cold calls. They don't do any ups, upselling. They don't do any of the, that nonsense. So they're going to leave Royce alone, and all he's going to have is luscious green grass all season long. He'll never have to worry about weeds. And, and my question there is, does he worry about weeds anyway? And I think I, I answered my own question is, he's a neat freak. So this is perfect for Ricey. He would not like dandelions. He would he would not want them popping up. I can guarantee you he is going to uh, benefit greatly from ProTurf. So, yeah, I, I just hope I don't get in, in trouble. But that means now the entire crew, you, Rook, Reavers, uh, Souchere, FYI, I did it for 100 years. We've all, we're all in bed with ProfessionalTurf.com. Roycey, too. Go to ProfessionalTurf.com. They do amazing work. You will be happy. You will have the best lawn on the block. ProfessionalTurf.com. We just got off the phone during a, a timeout there. We were talking to our friend Randy Wayne White, uh, the inventor of Doc Ford, uh, down in Florida, to see if he wanted to weigh in on the idea that... Uh, there is a reservoir of very foul water leaking in the Tampa Bay area. It holds 300 million gallons of water. The area has been evacuated, including hundreds of inmates at the county jail, to avoid a catastrophic flood. An uncontrolled breach at the old phosphate plant reservoir has the potential to spill out 340 million gallons of water in a matter of minutes, risking a 20-foot-high wall of water, according to Manatee County officials. <clears throat> what we're looking at now is trying to prevent and respond to, if need be, a real catastrophic flood situation, Governor Ron DeSantis said. It's the Piney Point Phosphate Mine. Uh, it covers 79 acres and is part of a system of ponds. They declared a state of emergency Saturday. Uh, after an initial leak was reported in March and crews have been discharging water since at the site, but on Friday a significant leak was detected, escalating the response. A portion of the containment wall in the reservoir shifted, leading officials to fear a collapse that occur that could occur at any time. Mm. Uh, so I, one of the things I wanted to know from Randy, who's – He's been talking about it with his son, but he's not up to speed yet on what kind of danger this right. creates. What what we don't know is, I don't know what kind of danger this creates, except the immediate danger of those in, in the harm's way of a 20-foot flood wall. But beyond oh, that, geez. it becomes a math problem, doesn't it? Uh, in other words, it is given a land mass the size of, Florida downstream from this possible uh, corrupt holding pond. Uh, what am I trying to say? What kind of um, damage? Well, oh, it's, I, it's, I, it's, it's going to be devastation, Such. It's going to wipe out everything in its path. Because it's nuclear waste in the water. That's a byproduct of some creation of phosphates. That's like, my God, that's like killer bees that are the size of blackbirds. I mean, that's just, that's just killer are you bees the size me? of blackbirds. It's like sharks that can fly. I mean, come on, that's Sharknado. That is absurd. How did it ever come to this? That's the question. Well, there's so many questions. Is it not paying attention to infrastructure? Boy, that's a problem <laughs> with. Uh, I don't care what. Uh, county, state, that's that's their one job. Uh, uh, the county's job is to make sure 
infrastructure is intact, especially if there's nuclear waste involved. And then, you know, reporting just is not satisfying to me because I understand they're bringing in pumps and they're pumping water out of the uh, possibly breached holding pond. Mm -hmm. Okay, where are they putting it? That's exactly Great what question. I want to know. Are yeah. they filling truck uh, trucks with it, maybe? Tanker and trucks? where are they bringing it? And then where do you take case. it? Yeah. To the beach at night and dump this it the in the thing. This is the kind of thing Carl Hyacinth <laughs> has written about all his life. You know, yeah. corrupt phosphate manufacturers. You know, They've been in yeah. trouble for years and years and years. Uh, additional pumps were airlifted in over the weekend by the Florida National Guard and were expected to help drain the water in a controlled release into Tampa Bay. Oh, Officials oh. estimated that the additional pumps would help discharge 23,500 gallons of water per minute or 33 million gallons of water per day into Tampa Bay at Port Manatee. And now, as dreadful as that sounds, I guess I'm, I'm figuring out the question I was trying to ask. Given, uh, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those, uh, what was the ocean statistic we had that sounded so incredible that uh, the ocean is warming to the tune of a to an atomic bomb a day or something like that? Remember that? Yes, yeah. I vaguely remember. I forgot and, how it was worded. And then that was explained to us by people who understand physics and math that that's nothing uh, given the size of the ocean. So what right. I'm asking is uh, how damaging will that be, you know, what effect does 33 million gallons of water a day have on the Gulf of, of Mexico? In other words, might that be uh, dropping a thimble of water uh, into uh, White Bear Lake? You know, I have no idea. Well, yeah. I have no idea. Well, it's, it's salt water. The, the water that's being held is salt water, but it's also tainted by that waste. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't, I'm not a parts per million guy. I don't know what – I mean, the ocean would seem to be able – to absorb that, well, we're we not, and none of us are ruining yeah, this. I, by the way, why, why are, why are you even trying? Right, we I'm don't know what we're trying. talking about. GLers, now when you address your emails to us, which you're probably doing right now as you listen to right. this, R -O -O. please keep in mind we're three guys sitting in the NAC Hardware and Lounge. And we've had a bunch, okay? So we're just speculating right. here. My theory. And, and we're wondering. And my question, Such, is if they're just dumping it into the bay. What is that doing to the immediate sea life and tourism and everything else? It can't I mean, be are good. Gonna, no. Are people be, gonna be coming out of the ocean with a you know three nipples now or yeah. wow? Yeah. Or a missing arm? Uh, Tampa. I went down there for a weekend. <laughs> you, you got a nipple on your elbow, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know how they could get away if they don't have any other options. Obviously. But the environmentalists, the Greenpeacers, obviously would not want that to happen. But if if that's their plan, there must be minimal damage. I don't know. Their drinking, water, their drinking water remains safe. Safe so far, yeah. yeah. You buying they bottled water, you're taking it out of the tap there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joe, Joe's going to be the third one to have it out of the tap, not the first. Ship it in from Mexico. I will not. <laughs> please. I will take not. it now. What a deal. And I read... I read a piece, and I, I learned nothing other than I have this great deal of fear. Uh, mm -hmm. My fears were not uh, allayed. Assuaged? Whatever. Whatever. Your fears were not... Broken. Alleviated. Alleviation. Relieved. Fatigue. Thank you, Professor.
No, it's nothing to do with fatigue. Makes See, I have a ray of hope. I have a what ray of hope. I have a today's hope. ray of hope. Uh, well, here, let me give you the... Here's today's ray of hope. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been named one of the least effective members of Congress, according to a study from nonpartisan group Center for Effective Lawmaking. Oh, according to the great. New York Post... And I'll tell you why I think it's a ray of hope in a moment. According to the New York Post, Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest member of Congress, was among the least effective members of the last Congress. She introduced a total of 21 bills that the center defined as substantive, but that's where the story ends. Her legislation received no action in committees, no floor votes, and none ever became law. According to the center, which takes its data from Congress.gov, Alan Wiseman of Vanderbilt University, political scientist and co-director of the Center for Effective Lawmaking, told the New York Post she introduced a lot of bills, but she was not successful at having them receive any sort of action in committee or beyond committee, and if they didn't get through committee, they can't pass the House. The casual lawmaker. It's clear that she was trying to get her legislative agenda moving and engage in a lawmaking process, but she wasn't successful. Uh, even uh, uh, not even as successful as other freshmen at getting people to pay attention to her legislation. Uh, she ranked 230th out of 240 <laughs> Democrats, and among New York's 19 Democratic lawmakers, she ranked dead last. I bet those the other reason, those other eight are probably really scratching their head, though. How did I get beneath her? The reason I think it's a ray of hope is that maybe her uh, her peers recognized. What an yes. idiot she is. I think so. Yes. I think and, so. And, and they she, just humor her and let her say something she, once in a while, but she's, she's a moron. She's an attack poodle. Yeah. I mean, it's like the little tiny purse dog going crazy and barking at you, and you look at it and go, oh, you're cute. You're, you're a cutie pie. Look at you all. Well, and puffing. well, listen to this. The outlet pointed to a Democratic House insider who said that Ocasio-Cortez's politics and demeanor rankled her fellow lawmakers. Mm. Tweeting yep. is easy. Governing, governing is hard. You need to have friends. You need to understand the committee process. You need to be willing to make sacrifices. Her first day in Congress, she decided to protest outside of Nancy Pelosi's office. A second insider who reportedly worked with a congressman in the New York delegation said that Ocasio-Cortez has never been focused on legislation. It's all been media and narrative, the source said. Well, I, again, I'm considering this a ray of hope because this knucklehead won't get anything done because nobody likes her. Right. I guess that's I guess that's where we have to deal with it right now. That's our last uh, grasp. Which is fine with me. Right. May, may I, have a, I want to see the whole list, Such, and I want to see every single one of these people uh, a little blurb about each one. The 233 to the 240. List? Those those guys and gals anybody, are really down. Uh, anybody from uh from Minneapolis? Well, then look it up. List? Go to Center for Effective Lawmaking. Okay. Center for Effective Lawmaking. May I have a water timeout, please? Uh, you certainly may, sir. Yeah. So I ran four different saws over the weekend, a four-wheeler, a side-by-side, and a tractor. All of them ran flawlessly because seafoam is a great product in a world of bad gas. One of these saws had, hadn't been run since last fall. It was put away dirty, but with seafoam in the tank, never a worry. She fired up and purred like an ocelot on attack. Man, she roared. <laughs> Uh, we received an email from a GLer, Eric, over the weekend. He lives out in Oregon. Oh, 
Eric, we're praying for you. Anyway, lives in Oregon, has a CI of 62. He was having problems with his 03 Ram with 153 on it. It was throwing codes like crazy, all fuel-related. He dumps in a can of seafoam high mileage, puts that in the tank, adds a bunch to the crankcase, and runs her hard into the Oregon Badlands. 900 miles later, she hasn't thrown a code once. It's available in Minnesota, Oregon, 48 other United States of America, and all over the globe. In a world of bad gas, seafoam is a lifesaver. Business is better in Sioux Falls with an abundant workforce, consistent economic development, and one of the best tax climates in the nation. That's pretty attractive. Sioux Falls is an extraordinary place to grow your business. Where are you going to learn more? Well, SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. When he says he's ready, he's ready. Here's Joe Suchere. Only. Is that Dylan? Uh, Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from our friend Tom Lyman, a.k.a. Wanda Gag. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 1904, Richard Eberhardt was born in Austin, Minnesota, a poet and teacher. He would win the Pulitzer Prize for his selected poems, 1930 to 1965, in the year 1965. Six, And uh, to show you that things don't change a great deal, in 1937 on this day, the People's Lobby occupied part of the state capitol while demonstrating for a depression relief bill. 200 protesters heckled legislators and spent the night in the Senate chamber. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like something that could have happened today? Yeah. The People's Lobby. Except when you call it the People's Lobby, for some reason that reminds me of Communist China. True, true. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And I'm picking Whenever up that vibe. It's called the, the people's anything. It, it seems like a made-up term by communism. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, can we go back to the, the dirty old dike in Florida? Yeah, it's a bad scene, man. Mm. Um, what I'm picturing just a big dirt berm. Did you That's get what a it picture is. of it? I've seen is the pictures. Thing, is there concrete involved? Is there I don't steel think so. involved? Is there lock and dams? Because... I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, speculating that maybe what they could have used a long, long time ago was an inspection from oh, a non-destructive damn. testing test. Why weren't Absolutely. they down there? Absolutely. Don't you think? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It's a career where you'll make a difference. And I'm guessing that dams are included in that. You inspect huge structures and machines. Or maybe if you prefer, it's your call. You can inspect small parts and equipment. You make the call because being a non-destructive testing tech, it's essential in all walks of life and all fields. Think about spending the rest of your life uh, a happy, contented man or woman where you love your family, you love your job, and come Sunday night, you don't start dreading Monday morning. Kenny, you're giving us a little too much. (laughs) You're giving us a little too much, okay? 
Let us in, but not too far in. Things aren't that bad. Let's just stay in the door. We don't want to go in the living room. Maybe what Kenny should do is click on TradingNDT.com, the website for the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing. The schooling curriculum, they're fascinating, both online and in person in Baxter. When you graduate, there's a solid chance. I'm talking a 92% chance that you'll go to work immediately. That's how in-demand the services of non-destructive techs are. The companies come looking for you in the last few weeks of your in-class studies in Baxter. Whether you're just getting started in life or or you need a reset, <clears throat> it's worth it. Are you still doing this, Ant? I think so. <laughs> it's worth it for Kenny to look into the American Institute of Non-Destructive Testing at trainingndt.com. Hi, Joe. Very nice. Hi. Very nice. Hi, 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 hi. Say, uh, it's, according to my phone, it's now 81 degrees. If that proves to be accurate, that is a new record. <laughs> the record for this date was in 1991 when it was 80 degrees. And, uh, oh, it's feeling good out there. Usually you could count on maybe a spot of weather, uh, after a warm day like this in the spring, but, I have not detected over the weekend, and including today, one ounce of humidity in the air, which is why I suppose we have the uh, the red flag warnings all over the state for fire. Right. I have not detected an ounce of humidity. It is so dry. I, well, we're I supposed to I get heard, some precip, aren't we? Barlow said it was under 12%. It was like Phoenix dry, uh, and that will change tonight, he said, um, because it's it's going to get humid, and then rain for the rest of the week. He said up to two inches possible in the Twin Cities. Would dry weather exacerbate, uh, oh, I don't know, allergies or something? I, I wonder. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because if it's moist, that stuff's growing, and that's when your pollen and your no, allergens Matt, come out. If it's moist, that stuff would be taken to the ground. When it's dry, isn't it just... Just floating around everywhere and it gets you. And- no, but what I'm saying is the, on the on the trees yeah. with the with the moisture, it's going to make that stuff yeah. grow. Thank you. And then you're going to have yeah. allergens. Okay, okay, Ellers, uh, we're, we're sitting. You know, we're you're sitting at the Mac Hardware Evergreens. We've been at the Mac Hardware Lounge all day, bending elbows. Couple of birds. We're not there. leaving either. Dandelions. Uh, I mean, they're they're coming up. On I'm holding court in the Mac Hardware and Lounge until the dinner bell rings. Oh, I love uh, it. By the way, I looked her up on the Center for Effective Lawmaking. Ilhan Omar comes in. Uh, her ranking is 214 out of 240. Good. Again, about 30 people scratching their heads Deep going, failure. what the hell did I do here? <laughs> hey, PodMN is your audio library for podcasts all over the map on all sorts of topics. Sports, garage logic, family talk, all that kind of stuff. Check them out on your smartphone, PodMN, or on your computer at PodMN.com. Cha.